Um, and this just hit me too. I took a shit one time in this place and it overflowed and rolled down the stairs. But that's another oh story. Okay? <laughs> no, that story needs to happen right now. Yeah. That's what story did you can hijack the other story. This is Swick Presents Outside the Galaxy, the podcast that takes a closer look at unique characters and people a little closer to home. Well, pitter-patter, let's get at her. Backstories. Well, we're boned. Histories. Wasn't me. And details. I love gold. You never knew. So this is Planet Houston. Wanted to know. No, I don't. Or ever need to know. You took four minutes of my life and I want them back. Now here are this episode's panelists of Outside the Galaxy. Hello and welcome to Swick Presents Outside the Galaxy. OTG. 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 Uh, Miami or San, <laughs> yeah. San, San Andreas or whatever those games are called. What are those games? We oh, pull, um, oh my God. Well, the Grand Theft Auto, GTA, GTA. I thought you were. I thought you were talking about CSI. I was about to say I first. I'm taking our glasses off and I thought you were talking about OMC and like we're all kinds of fucked up now. How bizarre! MIC. This show used to be about Star Wars. Now they just talk about shit. <laughs> How bizarre! How bizarre! Ooh, baby, you're driving me crazy, Mister Delicious. <laughs> Every time he kills a prostitute. <laughs> Every time he gets a prostitute. Adults eat free. <laughs> you can eat here. Yeah. <laughs> I I have got to next next time I'm. In the Cumberland Gap area of uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, I've got to stop by the last remaining racks. <laughs> yeah, yes, That's you do. <laughs> almost as cool as going to the last blockbuster up there. What in Oregon, it is, Washington? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to the last racks. Do it. Tim's gonna bring his his um his Rick Rick Lee figure there for you know. Oh, you know it. Time. You know it. I'll go. I'll bring him. I have like fifteen Rick O'Lees. I found one the other day. I was. I didn't use my my laptop uh, travel bag, and I picked it up, and there's a little area on the side that you could fit a Nokia phone. That's how old this bag is. And I open it up. There's a little Rick. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, I can see. I have one in my pocket. I can see one over there on the shelf. There's one in the bag. Yeah. You have one in your pocket right, right now? now? I do. I have. Uh, yeah, because I, I went out. Is that a I Rick in your pocket, when... or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> <laughs> I am not in a. You want to see my? You want to see a Rick? A Rick pick? A Rick pick. <laughs> <laughs> a little Rick good. pick, Tim. A little Rick. A little Rick pick. pick yeah. yeah. Well, speaking about Tim and his little Rick, he's the one today who's taking us somewhere across the galaxy. Somebody that <coughs> me, David, Matt have no idea about right now. No, we're make I, game, I can't Tim. even imagine what it's going to be. No. This is going to be one that I think. Up to now, and probably for the foreseeable future, will be the one that will have the least uh, that that the least amount of our listeners will be familiar with this particular damn individual. Okay. I really so this is guess. this is going to be hyper 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 specialized, but all of us on the show will know this person, and I believe everyone will have opinions. And we'll be able to talk about it. Uh, but, uh, but saying saying that, 
I guarantee you my that the next few that I have planned will be pretty universal. Okay. So that they, we're not going to go. This will be very hyper specialized, but the other ones that I have planned will be much more broadly known. All the right. Mystery. Well, who wants to go first with a guessing name for for um, for Tim's character? The person is what. I- um, I will say. I don't think that this is who it is, but it's also a way to advertise an upcoming best of fives, best five Bon Jovi songs. I will say Tico <laughs> Torres, Tim. <laughs> Tico Torres. I've met and talked about bowling with Tico Torres' ex-wife, Ava Herzegova, <laughs> once. See? It's so we, were, we, were eating, we were eating lunch. I was at a table with her. She was the original Wonder Bra model, and we talked about bowling. Six degrees of separation, Tim. Yeah, right. I don't know if she's a bowler, but I know she wanted to go bowling. Uh, with you? Alert, I didn't. Not with me, but in general. It's mm. spoiler alert. I I never went bowling with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I would have liked to. Did you play pickleball with her? <laughs> she was she was she was all ticoed, so she didn't <laughs> want my pickle or my ball. <laughs> I'm uh, fuck. I want to. I have no ideas. I'm going to say. Tiny titties, Tim. Oh boy, talking about tiny titties. <laughs> That's my. Well, you know, nobody knows about tiny titties, but like me. So. <laughs> I uh. couldn't. T- with Tim, it could be fucking. It's it's. It could be anything in the galaxy. <laughs> All right, I'm excited. I, I will All guess. Right, Timmy. Yeah. Skip Big Tim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please, make that would he would be. He would be a, a, a fun, a fun show to do. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Bickman, Bickman memories, but no, this is now Philadelphia has had a wonderful tradition of broadcasters over the years. And I have selected WMMR's William Pierre Robert. Oh God. Ooh, I love this. already. Wow. <laughs> this is great. Now, for those who don't know, William Pierre, well, his, he is, his, his name is Pierre Robert. That's his, that's his broadcast name. He has been a rock DJ on the same channel, WMMR, for uh, 42 years now. Wow. He is, a, wow. He, is a, he is a Philadelphia broadcast icon. He's one of those guys that, if you mention Pierre Robert to any red-blooded person in the tri-state area, they will probably say they would take a bullet for this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, I, oh, I'm sorry, Matt. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just ready. <laughs> I have not lived in Philadelphia, in the Philadelphia area for like 15 years, but when I'm up there, I do turn on WMMR. He, he basically goes the 10 to three time slot. And it's it, his, his radio show is just like, the most wonderful thing on the planet. And he's, he's got, he's got just a very conversational voice. Everybody feels like they're in the room with them and having a nice cup of coffee or a beer or what have you. And he's just like the greatest DJ <laughs> of all time. I'm sure we have listeners all around the world and they have their local DJs and they feel the same way about whoever their local DJ is. Right. They don't hold a candle to Pierre Robert. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, at best, you get second best because <laughs> he is number one. It's because of the the kindness factor, I think, that you're talking about, too. Like, DJs are often um, 
like they try to be outrageous just to be outrageous and use yeah. a crazy voice. He's just like, I mean, he looks, I'm sure you're talking about the way he looks. <laughs> yeah. His look, his look is not your typical look, but he's just like this. You want to hug him. Like you said, he's this kind hearted, genuinely wonderful man that cares about everybody, everything and everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get back to the Philadelphia area much lately. Well, since I basically since the pandemic, so I don't hear his voice on the radio. Haven't in too often, but I still get a yearly dose of him when I stream the Mummers broadcast on PHL 17. <laughs> so it's nice to, to get a little bit of like kind of touch base in a sense with him once a year like that. I mostly hear him now because I, uh, they do not, you, I mean, you can, you can stream WMMR around the world on online. Uh, but I, I'm very rarely in a situation where I'll be driving and think to myself, oh, I should put on WMR yeah, exactly. on my phone. Yeah. But I, I do, when I'm taking long drives and trips, I will listen to the uh, Preston and Steve show because they do podcast that. So I can listen to the previous like two weeks shows uh, on, you know, Apple podcasts or whatever. And Pierre comes on usually for the last like, 45 minutes to a half an hour. So I get, I, cause he, he does the 10 to three shift right now. He's the, he's midday lunch, lunchtime guy. And that's where I get a lot of my Pierre. And he, the, the funny thing is he goes on that show. Preston and Steve is a, is like a morning comedy show. And, uh, you get to hear, um, Pierre cackle. He has this like, yeah, he does earth shattering. <laughs> cackle that i get to hear uh, that when i listen to preston steve during that the last like half hour of the show when he just kind of hangs out in the studio with him that's a long crossover yeah he he rolls in there and they talk and they're like what's the word of the day and then they they, they just have like a conversation with pierre so i get a little i get like little bite-sized <clears throat> you know robert bites uh <laughs> when i listen to that but he uh he started on wmmr wmmr is a rock station in philadelphia i think it was the first rock and roll dedi dedicated rock and roll station on fm in philadelphia it started in the late 60s and it's been oh well wow. it's maintained that format ever since so a lot of times radio stations will change formats several times over the year over over the years and wmr has been a mainstay it's been a rock station since 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 its inception and is is one of the I guess one of the longest running rock stations in, in the country. Um, and Chris and I still live here. Um, it's the only thing worth listening to on the radio. Honestly, totally. Like, yeah. I mean, we have Sirius XM and I listen to, I listen to the things I listen to. If I'm going to listen to terrestrial radio, that's the only thing that's got a shot <laughs> that's, for me. And it's the same, it's the same worth listening to at all. Yeah. It's that suck. I mean, it, it's kind of sucks that terrestrial radio isn't a thing anymore, but you know, things evolve, but There's, that has it. Tim is exactly right. When you listen, you, you guys remember these bumpers. It's that guy's voice that W M M R yeah, 93 W M M R. Yeah. Like it's still the same and it makes you feel good because it's nice that some things don't ever change. It's like a comforting thing to people our age. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Growing up, you know, when be, there was a time when I didn't have a tape deck in my car. So I had, I, you know, you had your five presets. Now I had, I had WMMR, 
I had YSP for a while before it went to news radio. And then uh, I had 90, WZZO at Allentown. That was a classic rock. It might still be. That was a classic rock station. But they would play like other stuff. Like WMMR kind of stuck with WMR and YSP kind of stuck with the the regulars. Unless, you know, Pierre would come on and he would mix things up a little bit. WZZO, you know, would, would have like. They would play some like deep cuts, like Wishbone Ash and April Wine and that sort of shit. So I got my like deep cuts on WZZO, and I would have like uh, either WYSP or the Underground Network 103.9. The two all stations would uh, would sometimes, and then the country station when some of those stations would go away. I would listen to whatever the country 90, 92.5 or whatever. WXTU. WXTU. <laughs> yeah, I would listen to the country station. You know, get my daily dose of Lone Star. Those stations are still around, Tim. Like, um, I'm going to see live, the band live, um, and uh, WZZO is sponsoring it. That's the other thing that's great about Pierre, and I know Chris has a a really great story about this. I I won't step on it, but Pierre is still out there. Um, They still sponsor shows. He has talked to everybody. Oh, yeah. So he it, because when he's the guy when like every like like you say people have that guy in their town when guys come to town when Eddie Vedder comes to town there's only one person he's talking to. I don't want to talk to uh, I want to talk to Pierre Robert. I, I don't know why Eddie Vedder is is now Elvis. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. not John DeBella. <laughs> John DeBella is still around. Oh, really? That's a whole nother oh, thing. God. I mean, I mean, because I think, and in most cities have the Howard Stern, people our age anyway, the Howard Stern syndication wars where he would take over your city. And Pierre never was a part of that. Because he didn't no. have the he didn't have the morning show that would was a competitor. So Pierre kind of was like out of that whole he wasn't like he was. Enemy. He was. He was. A, he was above all of that. Yes, that's a good right. way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. he didn't. He didn't get into the, the quibbling, like when when yeah. Well, during that during that morning war, that was that was brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't wasn't there one where someone went on a he? Uh, I guess uh, um, sh- who who were we just talking about on MMR the morning guy? Shit, I just forgot. John DeBella, Steve, or? Oh, John DeBella. When John DeBella was getting a divorce, they sent like who's a stuttering John out on a date with John DeBella's wife. Oh, totally. My yeah. God, I didn't know that. It, I remember the funeral super, they did for him. On well, he would do. Yeah, he would do K-Rock. that in every city. And and the the Philadelphia one was very bitter because it took a long time. He would he would go into these other towns and take over in two months. This took. Yeah. How long did it take, Tim? I mean, it took like years, a year. years, because yeah. John DeBella was that he was the morning fixture on on MMR. I mean, from like eighty five to like ninety three, it was like it was just DeBella, DeBella, the, and the DeBella the ball and all the that kind of stuff. Zoo. Is that what he was? The morning, morning zoo. zoo. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> but in 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 Stern's uh, to Stern's credit. He helped John DeBella get a job on YSP. I think it was. I think you remember when John DeBella that, got fired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he 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 Stern went in and went to bat with him to get him on on the YSP or Oldies ninety eight or one of one of the stations in Philly that that DeBella moved to. But um, 
But yeah, Pierre was never involved with that. He was never. I can't think of anybody that would would want to go toe to toe with him, even if they could beat him in the ratings. Right. I think. Uh, I think he's 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 got that. Uh, overall, he's just got. He's just everyone loves him in the industry. I, I would like to meet the one guy that hates Pierre Robert. It's probably some German guy. <laughs> I. I've never met him. I've seen him in person a few times. You've met him? Like, I've gone to... I've, I've never met him, no. Uh, I've seen him in person. Like, I've gone to the Preston Steve Camp Up for Hunger and seen him, you know, standing there. And um, Dave, you mentioned the other day we were uh, at the Soul Game. He was seated, like, a few seats in front of us. We we the, talked to him, though, a little bit. I mean, I don't know what you consider meeting somebody, but we did speak to him. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah. Gonna get up to go to the bathroom. Yeah, our friends in the bathroom. We just want to say hello and kiss you on the cheek. <laughs> I think he even called us citizens. Yeah, he always says it. Like, citizens. citizens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great day in the morning. Yeah, yeah. That That's what good broadcasters do. They make you feel special. Welcome. That's what I mean. We we're not. I mean, not to go on another tangent, but we have Yuki Washington Yuki. here in, in Philadelphia on the news, and when he comes on the air, he says, "Good evening, family." Yep. And and when he signs off, he says, have a good night, family. Like those guys found a way to make you feel special. I think you know Dave's next character. <laughs> Yuki. <laughs> Yuki. Well, uh, and, and for and, and for those who don't know who Yuki Washington is, just watch uh, Unbreakable. <laughs> oh, yeah, unbreak- that's right. Yeah. Yuki, <laughs> Yuki, Yuki is in Unbreakable. Watch uh, every, the- every M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> He's there yeah, somewhere. Yuki. Well, and, and we're we're coming up on an era now up in Philadelphia where we're starting to lose our our news anchors because uh, who is it was it Dave Roberts or someone just retired yeah Jim Gardner just, Jim, Jim Gardner, Gardner retired yeah, Jim Gardner oh man yeah. that's an end of an era right there he's retired and some people think don't some people think he was one of the uh what's the word like. The reason inspirations for inspiration for uh, Ron Burgundy. I could see. I that. heard. I heard Larry Kane. I heard Jim Gardner, and I heard Dave Roberts. All three of them. Wow. I've heard all, all three of their names passed around. My Dave f- Roberts is uh, David Boreanaz is dead. Dad, yes, yeah. that's right. Angel. More th- more than once, my father. I don't know why. Uh, who, who even thinks of these things? But he's mentioned to me. He always thought Jim Gardner would end up going national like cnn or fox news or something but nope always stuck in that little action news studio in philadelphia's whole career yuki washington is denzel washington's cousin so like oh, really? all kinds of yeah. yeah has he got a fucked up finger too <laughs> <laughs> Oops. but uh yeah so i mean philadelphia is 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 well known for its broadcasters um including jefferson k the mastermind behind the 1968 War of the Worlds in Buffalo, New York. Was he? Was he a Philadelphian? He was. He was. That's where he retired. He's actually one of. And I don't. I, when I was doing the um, big War of the Worlds special, like to launch the whole War of the Worlds thing for Halloween in the US, was like almost ten years ago now. I learned all like at the time seven action news voices and he was one of the action news philadelphia's leading <laughs> he was one of them that was like his well he was a news programmer too but he was the voice of action news for a while too so we've all heard his voice because it I happened in that. our lifetime 
Okay. I love the old action news that would just show you the guys like, you know, packing apples at the South Market. Like, uh, it would, it would always show you the South to the South world, Street Market, my friend. Yeah, take a little bit of time. <laughs> you see fish like packed on ice, and you just see like some rugged grocer like ah. <laughs> that was. Do you? Oh God, I don't know what channel it was. It's like seventeen or maybe even forty-eight or twenty. One of those channels that like had no programming at all at the time. No, this is before Fox, before the CW and before the Paramount had a station. They were always trying to fill um, airtime. One of them had like this, it had to be a, like an RCA shoulder VHS camera at a comedy club in Philadelphia. And they used to just play the, the standups of it. And my mother and I used to watch. It was like our wind down for the weekend before school started. And it was, they were always bad. It was like open mic night. And this one guy's bit was he did an interpretive dance to the action news theme. <laughs> I'd like to see that. It actually. was actually pretty funny. Oh, that's that was, great. That, that was probably like Philly 57 or something. That's like one Philly of those deep, deep cut UFH channels. Yeah. yeah. Philly 57 was way out there with their programming. That was where they, that's where you could watch the Uncle Floyd show, man. Was that, <laughs> was on Philly 57. Gosh. I got to find that if someone yeah. gets into that fucking thing. <laughs> Tim, Chris, was Live Aid. When the original Live Aid, 1985 Live Aid, was that broadcast nationally? Yes. It was on oh. MTV, right? Oh, I don't know if it was. Uh, yeah, I think I'm of the yeah Live Aid. I'd imagine. Yeah, I think that was on MTV. I'm wondering because I remember, I, I remember him broadcasting, probably not for MTV necessarily, but doing a lot of interviews, and they play them on still around here. I wonder if people nationally may have caught a small glimpse of him. Yeah. That are old enough to remember Live Maybe. Aid, the Philadelphia <laughs> half of Live Aid. It, you he know, goes that. out there to Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, that sure sucked. Play <laughs> Phil Collins. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite single moment in time in Live Aid is when Phil Collins hit the wrong key on the piano. <laughs> it was just so genuine. I don't even like Phil Collins, but at that moment, I was like, "Damn, he's human too." <sighs> Live Aid. Chris, Chris and I went to Pierre Robert's 20th anniversary. He's been on the air now 40-something years. We went to his 20th anniversary concert at the Spectrum, which had – we went – Chris won't say it was because of Pierre Robert. But he, he went because the Hooters were playing. The Hooters? What's this band? That you did just <laughs> yeah, who is this band? Who is uh, the Hooters. Uh, 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 Fuel was playing – Fuel was the first band I ever like turned and looked and saw some woman flashing her tits at the concert. Ooh, I was whoa. like, oh shit, <laughs> tits. But Tim did say Hooters. that we brought his sister. <laughs> I patted Chris on the shoulder and said, said what are those? And he said, Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> Chris likes all kinds of Hooters. Yeah. <laughs> Who flashes uh, their tits at Fuel? Fuel, I, I don't know. Fuel, I, I, I mean, I, I guess at the time, this is 2001, 2002. At the time, I guess, Fuel would have been the most current band there. And now she's retired and fleshes her tits at Air Supply at SeaWorld Spring Concert Series. <laughs> but you have to look at her feet. To, you have to look at her feet to see them. <laughs> she accidentally flashes them by stretching. <laughs> 
And David Lee Roth was at that concert too. <laughs> <laughs> I just caught that yeah. Saggy baggy. Yep. <laughs> Her shirt wow. came up, and you saw the bum over. Yep, you got yeah. it. <laughs> That's pretty good. That was good. You have Chris's attention. <laughs> you had my interest. Now you have my attention, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. So this was at the Spectrum. And, this was uh, the it last was like, concert okay. I ever went to at the Spectrum, yeah. Oh, wow. I don't even remember this. I have a piece of the Spectrum on my wall I'm looking at right now. Thanks to my friend Dave. Oh, yeah? Yep. Dave, what is it? Dave got me a piece of the uh, Flyers uh, rink glass uh, commemorative cut it like a little disc cut out of the glass from the Spectrum before they tore it down for Christmas one year. I did? Uh, yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like me. You said, actually, and you even told me actually, you, you went through like all the available ones and tried to find the one that was most scuffed up to like show the wear and tear of a hockey game. And it's got like three <laughs> or four significant scratches in it. It's pretty cool. I did that myself. Oh, that's you from my house. Bitch. <laughs> I don't remember this Shut at this all. Pawn out back. Is that is a Bernie Perron autograph you sent me fake to you, bastard? <laughs> no, no, that I remember. Yeah. I do not remember this glass thing at all. Are you serious? I bought yes, this. I'm glass. looking at it right now. I'm throwing it out when we're done, but I'm looking at it right <laughs> now. <laughs> That's great. I should have got myself one. Why you said you got one, one for me and one for your father. So I was very honored about that. Oh, there's no way my dad still has that. <laughs> <laughs> David, you wasted your money again. So Aww. I gave it. <laughs> He gave it back Football. to you to take back, and you couldn't take it back, so you sent it to me. I get it. I see what happened now. Uh, I want to see that the next time. <laughs> but Chris, you have yes. you met Pierre Robert. Rec- I say relatively recently. I want to say like maybe a couple years ago. Yeah, uh, and oh. where where was this at? All right, here we go. There's a history with me and the Hooters. Not just means titties Hooters. I mean like the band, the Hooters. Okay. <laughs> Do you think people both. know the Hooters still? Like, if no, they watch not, Modern Family, I think local people will. But I, I mean, but they're a thing. More oh, you zombies, hide your faces! I'm and, here out there. And we danced as their. And we danced. Yep. All right. I just I'm curious how many people still. Like do you think they, people uh, out west heard of have you know know yeah. the Hooters? They yeah, will know totally. the they will know the work of one of them because one of them co-wrote What if God was one of oh, us? God. Blah blah blee blah blee blah blue. <laughs> I wrote that. <laughs> Is yes, that Doctor Evil? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when they when they do shows because they play in our town every year now. Yeah, um, which they is do a montage weird. of of the Joan Osborne song and then they sing. Time after time, yeah, which they also co-wrote. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. And then, and they sing that Don Henley song, which did they? Um, which I'm, I'm which on one? the road today. I saw a dead hair sticker on a cow. No, did they, they write, write that song? No, did they help no. write that song? I don't think so. I don't. I don't is that, think so either. Is that the Boys of Summer? Boys no. of Summer. Yeah. I wonder. I'm gonna look that up. Well, that you, 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 talk away. Tell your story. Tell your little tale. And all, all right. Well, tell your little tale. Wow. Oh, by the way, by the way, before Chris, before you go on, I do want to. This just in. Apparently, the Bells, Richard Bells, are died. Yeah, yeah, I saw, I I saw that, but I hate to say it, I thought he was already dead. <laughs> so did I. Yeah, okay, He's good. Alive. It's not just me. He this might this, be the only one. So this one of those things where Harry, yeah. like when Harry Morgan's going to be reported dead for the next 12 years, even though he's been dead for like 20. <laughs> Horse hockey. <laughs> I, might, I might embarrass myself here. Did anyone else at a younger age think that was the Fonz? 
No. <laughs> nope. God. I thought for some time when I saw that guy, I thought he was Henry Winkler. Mm. Does he no, look like him? You. Is it me? It's just you. you. <laughs> All right. Um, long story short, I met the Hooters in 86. Challenger blew up. I oh, was sad. Yeah. All right. Years later. <laughs> you I mean, you could expand on it a little. Yeah. All right. It's a great story. Okay. Here's here's a story of a lovely lady. Um you were a local <laughs> you were a local hero you for were. a couple of weeks. I if, yes. When I was in middle school, whatever, seventh, eighth grade. Um, I took drumming lessons from a place fucking town. I think it was called Science. Oh, no. right. Science Music. Science, sure. Yeah. yeah. I think it was. Was it called Science? It was, yeah. yes. The one uh, the one that's over right right in downtown, right? Yeah, it's like on Broad Street, like yeah, by, yeah. It's not yeah, far from the only tuxedo shop in the world, apparently. Yeah, yeah it's, it's right down the roof now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I bought my first guitar there. Um, my drumming teacher uh, put me in a contest to to win the, uh, to get to meet the Hooters. Okay, so anyway, let me ask you this. Yes, he's like, how bad do you want to meet the Hooters? <laughs> oh, well, here's geez. the thing. Her name was. <laughs> I think her name Lock. was Maureen, and we it was had, a woman. Yeah, her, oh, her, yeah. How bad you want to meet the Hooters? <laughs> want to play Find the Drumstick? <laughs> <laughs> um, but we she liked to be called Mo. Okay, mm-hmm. Maureen Mo. I I don't know. I remember this is this is this just hit me. I remember one time that she was there. She had a she had a rip in her jeans on her inner thigh. <laughs> how old was how old would you say this person was? Christ, when I was. She must have been like maybe in her in her thirties, maybe she wasn't. 30s. young. Was yeah. she attractive or was she just kind of like really? <laughs> she had like a weird, like an eighties heavy metal, white snake kind of hair, like puffy and like just out. It was the time. Yeah, true. That's true. But she accurate. wasn't really. A, but she had a Jean Shallot eighties face. <laughs> <laughs> she had a Jean Shallot mustache <laughs> with that mustache. Yeah, yeah. And voice. I'm you want to meet the Hooters, boy. <laughs> um, and this just hit me too. I took a shit one time in this place, and it overflowed and rolled down the stairs. But that's another oh story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that story needs to happen right now. Yeah. That's what story can hijack the other story. Please. I remember taking a dump in this place. My dad used to used to take me there. <laughs> So I took a shit, then went in the room, did my lessons or, or whatever, came out, and I saw like the d- door was open and there's a mop and 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 everything was going on in the bathroom. And my dad's like, "You you you took a shit in there before you went in there." I said, "Yeah." <laughs> and he goes, it, "It overflowed and it was coming underneath the door." Now let me ask you this: <laughs> Yeah, would you say the overflow was as a result of the matter, or did you just use a lot of toilet paper? It could be either one. I'll be honest. I I was a a tough shitter as a kid. I used to hold my shit till I had to shit. So <sighs> I, I had no choice. That's unsafe. So I I totally agree. It's 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 what I did, and my son did it. Does it? You like you like <laughs> birth a watermelon at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah, and he said it rolled down like a fucking slinky, you know, down <laughs> doink, doink, every step. <laughs> and she heard it roll down the steps and said, "Nice drum roll." <laughs> <laughs> a slinky, my- it's stinky. It's matter of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming back. I remember oh this. <laughs> anyway, my eyes hurt. Enter me to win the to to meet the Hooters. Um, I get a phone call. I I won the 
contests. I went to Tim. Help me here. It, was there like a Valley Forge Music Center or yes, music the fair? Valley Forge Music yep. Fair? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I remember there was a a, a, a jazz concert. Yeah, it was in the round. It was. Mm-hmm. It's over. Is it King of Prussia area or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I forget what's in. Yeah, yeah, I forget it's, what's in his place now, but yeah, it was over in the King of Prussia area. Chris, I remember going in there to see a Peter and the Wolf performance. Did we see Dennis Miller there, Dave? That's where you and I saw Dennis Miller right yes. after his talk show was canceled, and <laughs> man, he was bitter. <laughs> yes. So I I went there to like meet him. Um, I I met the whole band. I was on stage. You know, there was no concert. There was a concert that night, but we got free tickets to see the concert that night. The, the David Wasikin and the um, fucking drummer was going to teach me how to, you know, diddle. <laughs> what? Hello? E- well, you know, on the drum Tater set. tots? Tater tots. Um, uh, I think what it was called flams was one of the, of the drumming terms, I think. I don't fucking know anymore. Um, they, I won a $500 Tama drum set. I still have down here in, in the basement. Um. I was going. I was on a TV show. I think it was called City Line or some kind of weird... <laughs> CBS. That's the one that was run by uh, the guy that runs the Sixers. Uh, Mark Zumoff. No. Uh, uh, also, he was like general manager. Maybe he was general manager for the Sixers. I and I started. What's it, what's it? Pat Croce? Yeah, Pat Croce. No. Shit. <laughs> ah, never mind. I was this an MTV contest, though? I don't think it was on it, it. Not that I remember at the time, because oh. when I won that and I met him and they filmed the show, it was a half an hour show. I recorded it. I was a perfect good drummer. But That's right. <laughs> that was the episode I was on. And then there was a follow up where they were going to MTV. I don't know how they got involved. I was going to come to the house with the Hooters and do a, a music video with me and them. Mm-hmm. And then one unlucky morning, 1986. Um, the challenger blew up. So they and, didn't do it. What's that? So they didn't do it then? Is that what? No. So they, I, it canceled. I think they canceled. Come on the camera crew, MTV, the news, whatever, canceled, and I guess never followed up, or it was yeah. forgotten, oh. or just never happened. Huh. So that's, anyway, okay, that's probably the MTV part of it that I remember because I remember being yeah. in. We didn't call it middle school. We're so old. It was junior high school. Yes, and uh, everybody was just like, "Did you hear Chris Irons was playing with the Hooters and he was on TV and stuff like that?" And you were like, "You were the talk of the town." I was Teen Wolf for a week, <laughs> <laughs> walking around being all cool, my shades and everything. They even announced it. I remember over the fucking um, loudspeaker, tune on tonight at seven thirty, CBS, whatever City Line, wherever it was called. Mm-hmm. So that happened. So ever since then, I've been a huge Hooters fan, going to all the concerts. You know. I had to drive hours away, hours away. Now I can go to fucking Dave's house and walk over to the concert. Yeah, right. Yeah, they play right in town. How many times have you seen them? Oh, my God. A lot. I I remember you. A lot. I've I've seen them three times, and and I know that that's like a lot. It must be. It must be. I swear double digits, I, I think. Okay. Now. Yeah, I remember you showing me you. You still have the videotape you did for a while. These you must I still did, have it. I do. I have it, but for, I don't know a VCR. Yeah, like, I gotcha. tried it and it, something happened, oh, and no. I oh. quick got it out. But I still have it. I remember you showing me it because I didn't know you guys. I, I went to a different school system back then, so I didn't know any about about this. But you showed that to me. <laughs> but I remember. So I knew you. 
you're like seventh grade. This is like probably post high school, like theater days that you showed me this. So many years later, and there's a shot where David was seeking and showing you how to jump something. You give him that, that like side eye that you still do as an yeah, adult. Yeah. And yeah. The camera caught it for like a second. It was fucking hilarious. I must have been like, I think 12, 13. And I, I did, it was not an official Michael Jackson jacket. But the jacket looked like a red imitation. Ah, yes. It was from from it was Hesses? it was it was a Michael Jackson jacket lookalike. And I did give him this clearly. Like, Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Like right. I do that? <laughs> yeah. So I met you know I I played I met him I follow him they're touring whatever. Then there was a concert. There was a few concerts every year. They do a concert down at the Keswick Theater in um, Glenside. Small which, theater, which is it's, just outside Philadelphia. For this, those. yeah, this it's a small theater, and the seats are really, I think, uncomfortable. If you ask me, <laughs> <laughs> um, I met him. They they had a few shows. One year went there, another year went there. So then we they were there again. So we're like, all right, well, let's. I have a photo of me and Wasikin and the drummer from back then. Black and white photo. I said, let's just take it. You know, I'm not going to meet him, but let's just see what happens. Okay. We go down there, me and Kelly. I think Luke. I don't know if he went or not. Um, you know, the show's over. We're in the lobby. Um, you you can pay and see them for the VIP extra money, whatever, hundreds of dollars to, to, to meet the band. So I'm staying there, and Kelly loves Pierre Robert, too. She just loves him, his, his, his beard, his voice, everything about him is perfect for, to her. So he comes over, and we're talking to him, and he goes, what's that? And I said, oh, you know. It's me and David, you know, years ago, tell him the whole fucking story. You don't fuck with Pierre Robert. Everyone knows who he is, and whatever he says goes. Mm-hmm. He looks at me and Kelly, and he goes, follow me. He's, he is cloaked in immense power. Like, yeah. <laughs> extreme. He's like, what is that quote from Lincoln? I am cloaked in, in immense crazy power, bitches. <laughs> he almost said what I want. Straight out of the Gettysburg Address. That's right. (laughs) Fuck you, Confederate. (laughs) So he started walking us down down through the theater, and people were stopping us. And he was walking through, and he he goes, no, they're with me. And like, who was it? That's like VIP. VIP air. He parted the fucking, all these guards and everything. He looks like Moses. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Let I, my I, citizens go. He actually looks like Moses' unemployed son that still lives in the basement. <laughs> By me, not in a positive way. So I went down there. I met every band member all over again. I told them all my um, stories. I was in. I was shaking. Was I, like, I had. You're one of your stories. So I took the shit and it came out. It was rolled down the stairs. I didn't tell that story. <laughs> um, but. He he got me back there, and I and I met everybody. I got a fucking playlist. They all signed it. Oh, that's so cool! The eight by ten of me and David. It was in a in a plastic sleeve. That I was so excited. I said, "Oh, David, would you mind signing?" And not knowing, dickhead, pull it out first. Like that was that was on <gasps> oh, me. Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> he started to sign D A, and then, and Kel's like, "No, no, it's on the sleeve." And he's, "Oh yeah, that's right." And then he pulled out the sleeve, and he you know he signed the actual. <laughs> yeah, you, you you ruined the sleeve. <laughs> yeah. Do you have pictures of you and Pierre? Because we could put some, yeah. we could put that on our oh, thing. Oh, awesome! So I actually can... I will find some, Matt. I'll get them. I'll send them to you. Cool. Maybe you can use that as one of the... That'd be funny as hell. Use that as the cover, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I I had a time in my life. Pierre Robert afterwards he interviewed me outside for his radio station. Oh no like, shit! Oh wow! Yeah, he recorded it and posted it the next day. I heard it somewhere. I found it. I downloaded. It. I don't know where how I did that. Um, fantastic guy. He if it wasn't for him, like now they're at the Keswick every year around November time, I think. And after that incident of meeting them. I don't go down there anymore because I tell Kelly, like, like I can't top it. I can't. Oh. <laughs> it, it would never be as good as, as that one was, ever. And now since they're like ten minutes away from my house, so right. fuck right. it, I'm and that's and that's just Pierre. Like, li- I mean, quite almost literally, just giving you the time of day. Yeah, and but yeah, he, I'm, I'm sure he does that all the time, all the time. So all you're not time. that special. <laughs> you, 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 you're absolutely right. But here's but, the weird thing. I want to say maybe 10, 15 years before that, the Hooters were at some store in Philly signing albums or records or something. And I met, I went down there to have him sign it. I want to say he was there, Pierre. I kind of remember a Pierre, like, like because he's always, he, he loves the Hooters. He always is there running the Hooters. I think I, I think I framed that Hooters album for you. Yes, I think you that's did. what I'm saying. Well, David wasn't there. And I was telling the other Eric Brazilian and Rob Hyman whenever, but the whole the whole story, and they don't remember shit. I don't think they were like, "Oh, well, that's nice. Oh, that's nice." That's He's what I was going to ask. If they, yeah, I mean, they might. I didn't. They, they may not remember you specifically by face. It's so long, but I wonder if they remembered that event at all because of the work that went in well, to they make it didn't. happen. But during the Pierre thing, I was telling David everything that went on, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, I remember. He was. It was at the the." That that Valley Forge area, and he like he remember. Oh, yeah, maybe it came back to him. Like just took a little. Then I thinking. had, I had tears in my eyes. <laughs> oh, this is my favorite girl. part of the story. My favorite part of the story here. I was a twelve year old girl. I was. It was amazing. Like he kind of re- remembered it, and he and he said, "I always wondered what happened to that kid." And it was just, it was sweet. It was. Now sweet. I see nothing. And you. That's good. I'm just. I, I, you're you're leaving out the part where he goes. Are you crying? <laughs> that was the guitar player, the other guy. It. <laughs> really? Are you serious? Yeah. Holy shit. Someone, came, someone was like, are you crying? And he goes like, man, man up or something, something like that. <laughs> Holy shit. He was, I, and I kept thanking him up and down, left and right. Yeah. You know, this wouldn't have happened. It wasn't for you. And he, he, and he, he was just so, he saw that picture and saw me like, just like hoping to get back there or hoping to do something. And he made it happen, and I owe everything that day, awesome. that evening, to him. That's, That's a great awesome. story. I was in Pennsylvania when that happened. Uh, I forget you guys had tickets for that, so I had to go find I something else that. to do that night. I, 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 I remember I going up to Allentown or something, or maybe I was at my sister's house or something. I don't know. And and I, I remember coming back and sitting at your in your kitchen area and hearing the whole story. Yeah, it was it was. Fantastic. The greatest That's night awesome. of his life. And then he went on that tour bus and took a shit and it overflowed and ran down the bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that's the same place, Dave, that me, you and, and and Crum saw Kevin Smith and he got yelled at, right? From his wife, I think. Kevin Smith uh, slammed yeah, the, the window bu- in his face. Yeah. Jen Schwalbach was sitting looking out the window and we weren't even like doing anything. We were trying to talk to her. And we made like eye contact with her and she took the thing and went. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> shut it so we couldn't like look at her anymore it's like you know what we're just standing here yeah yeah, yeah. 
That was yeah. That, yeah. That's a good place to see a show. I've seen it is. It's easy to other. like see maybe the, the 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 band members. You know, whatever you're there for, it's like come out some side door or front door or whatnot. They you know? leave. They leave out the side that you're walking past when you're walking to your car. I mean, last time I was, I mean, I've seen a lot of metal bands like hair bands there lately, and I mean, it's like you know, oh, there's Don Dockin'. I just saw him <laughs> on stage, and now he's in the goddamn parking lot. He's just like us. He has to walk to his car. Yeah. So. I've only been to the Keswick once. I saw George Clinton in Parliament Funkadelic there, uh, I'm, like I'm twenty years ago. That's your that's your kind of place. Like that is like right up. Your I, I yeah, I I I love I, I love that place. The one time I went there, but yeah, that's the only time I ever went was. Uh, I, I I would hang out in Glenside uh, when I worked over at the mall. There were people that worked over at the Sunglass Hut outside of the Frame Shop, and so. They live down in the Glenside Ambler area, so I would sometimes after work go down and just hang out with them in that area. But yeah, and, and as you take the train, the train stop for Glenside is right there, so I see the Keswick from the train window on the R5. But yeah, I've only been there the one time. I'm looking at pictures of it. I know I've been here and trying to trigger a memory. I can't remember who it was. My best guess is I think I might have seen Warren Zevon here. The only time I ever saw Warren Zevon was a one-man show, and I didn't know that when I got tickets. I'm like, where's the rest of the band? Why does he just have a guitar? Oh, no. Good evening with me. I'm going to tell you about <laughs> me about to die. Oh, that was well before that. <laughs> For a year. I'm just going to go on this tour and then die at the end of it, okay, everybody? But I want you to think of me every once in a while. Think of me. What no. was the name of? I don't know if you have. Are you? Do you have like facts about Pierre, Tim? Um, not really. Just okay. uh, I, I just I just knew that that we would have uh, some conversation about him. Oh, okay. He had, he has he had the. He's, I mean, he's kind of a hippie dude. You know, he's big Grateful Dead guy and yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. But then has evolved into other music too. Like we went we the time that you were talking about. We just did our best five Bon Jovi songs. And the only reason we were there is because Bon Jovi owned the Philadelphia Soul, and he yeah. was there. I, I doubt Pierre Robert gives a shit about football, especially arena football, because, right? Well, just like I, everybody I else. Remember, he he. It doesn't matter what color the team is. It could be the Flyers. It could be the Philadelphia Wings. It could be whatever. He just always calls them the Boys in Blue. So it could be the <laughs> you know Mike Schmidt and the Boys in Blue. You know. Mm-hmm. But he has the uh, the the hippie thing when I was going with. He had like that Volkswagen bus. Was it called Minerva? Minerva. Yeah. Like, like I think there was a couple of different Minervas over the year. But like that's Pierre's one of his calling cards is like the trippy psychedelic Volkswagen bus. He had a he had um he called his first bus the one that he because he he was born in California near San Francisco and. Uh, he moved over, I guess, when he was in his twenties, and in the bus, and was in a micro bus called that he called Minerva, and that bus was impounded, and then eventually crushed and destroyed. And at the one that Chris and I went to, uh, the concert that we went to his twentieth, they gave him a new, a, a newer one. Oh, cool! Uh, but like, I guess he didn't take care of it very well because, like, within a decade, it was already like undrivable. And uh, so, I don't know what happened to that one. It was probably old, and if he was driving it to a lot of appearances, it probably wasn't up to it or something. Yeah. 
So yeah, but Minerva Two was they. I remember they 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 rolled that out on the stage at at the Spectrum, and he and they were like, "Here we go, Pierre! In honor of twenty years, we give you Minerva Two. That's cool." And it's like, "Ah, citizens, thank you all. God bless the Grateful Dead." Well, this this just in. I'm down here in the basement. And I can't find shit on my fucking phone. I don't know what anything is. So I, I text Caleb upstairs. I go, "Can you send me some pictures of Pierre Bear?" And me, and I got two pictures here. <laughs> nice. I don't know where she fucking finds it. Finds this shit now, but I will send them. I'll send them our way right now. And cool. um, awesome. Yeah. So, it was. It was one of the best nights of my life ever. Yeah. So in conclusion, if you're ever in Philadelphia and you're you're getting hungry for lunch, turn on like ninety three three WMMR WMMR, and. Uh, Listen to listen to some uh, listen to some Pierre Robert. Have any of you guys ever been to the MMR studios in Ballakenwood? No, I would. That's like actually one of our customers to my job. We uh, the guy who does the Philadelphia route um, goes to the MMR. Yeah, that's, that's apparently you can go in and like hang out at Preston and Steve. Um, so yeah, maybe yeah, maybe next time I'm up there, maybe that'll, that'll be a thing I do. I'll drive down there. But with my luck, it'd be like what their their week vacation. They get there, I'm like, no, Preston and Steve are not here. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That would be cool. We met Preston and Steve at one of those haunted house things, and I'll never forget yeah. this because um, Tim was up, and uh, we we went and did you know like a stupid hayride and walk through haunted house thing. Um, and they were there. They were either collecting food for their um, yeah, it was food. their camp out for hunger, their week long thing that they would they do. They did it in. They did it in uh, Plymouth Meeting for a while. Then they they did it out down in the, at the sports complex. I'm not sure where they do it now. And we we went in. There was there was not a lot of people there, and it was a pretty cold night in October. Yeah. And they were miserable. You could tell just when you yeah. went in, like it was cold, and they were kind of like huddled up. And Tim started talking to them, and I remember they were super nice to all of us, but. Once they started talking to Tim and found out like where Tim works and and I mean I don't know if you've ever said that stuff on shows but um, they they became more fascinated with Tim than we were with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's was, right. I killed a I, re- I killed a pig at work. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, so no. you you kind of like I think you kind of like were a highlight of their night and they had a bunch of CDs and swag and stuff that was there. And they were like, you guys want to take some stuff? They had tons of stuff. They were never going to get rid of it. And we were all like, nah, nah now we're good. We, we, we just kind of <laughs> wanted, awesome. we just kind of wanted to talk to you. Like it, that was the highlight of was talking. Yeah. To you. We don't, we don't really need the crap. And they were like, all right, well, that's kind of cool too. Yeah. Right, yeah. Preston, he used to, he used to, he, he would, he lives out near Montgomeryville. So we would see him pop, up into you know the places that I worked at when I w- was up there, like Borders and stuff, and he would roll in there every once in a while. I was just down at Punchline Philly, um, and they do like the intro. It's recorded, but like the rules of the comedy club before you see a comic. So, who who did you see? I saw T.J. Miller. Seriously? Yeah. Ah, uh, how was that? Um, I love T.J. Miller. And I know some to some people he's controversial. I don't know why. I don't give a shit. Um, he told maybe the funniest story I've ever heard in my life about going to karaoke <laughs> and as a joke signing up for the song Everybody Wants to Be a Cat from the movie The Aristocats. 
<laughs> not ever having heard the song or seeing the movie. <laughs> so he told this story. I was dying. It was so great. So he's if, great. Uh, he, he was going to be in Nashville, I think, soon. So, uh, yeah. I think That's, he's going to be part of the. He might be. He might be part of the uh, Nashville Comedy Fest, which is always in April. Right. Go My see friends Miller, call me all the time. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I Tim. don't need to give some ticket away. That's a great rendition of that song. <laughs> what is that from? What is like? She's all that or some shit like that. Um, she's all that to kiss me. I don't, I don't know, know that's that. It's uh, she's just, it's the one with Jay Barra show where they were in Pittsburgh. Oh, uh, she's she's not she's the out of my league or, or something. She's, she's out of your league. league. Yeah, with uh, yeah, was, what's her name? I don't yeah, know. Why Eve, I asked. Eve Adams or something. He's or got Eve. the Hall and Oates tribute band. Yeah. Aren't they called? <laughs> what do they call it? Now I gotta look it up. Oh, damn it. <laughs> she's out of my league. Okay, that is the. She's out of my league. Yeah. Okay. Love T.J. Miller. Timmy did an excellent, excellent character that we all character. I think have a smile on our face. <laughs> yeah, he's a character, Pierre Robert. He's he's fantastic. He's fantastic. Um, is this where we go around the room and tell people what we did, what we're doing, what's going on? Go ahead, ask what us. we did. All right, Dave. I don't if you want to continue with TJ Miller. Do you got another thing that you? Well, actually, you like TJ Miller, and that's unlike you to like something. So, <laughs> anything that out there? Was, that was funny. <laughs> Anything out there that you don't like that pissed you off this past, you know, week or two? Yeah, TJ Miller. Always. <laughs> Something always pisses me off. You know what pissed me off? This just happened yesterday. Okay. So yesterday was the slam dunk contest for the NBA. It's the all- NBA All-Star break. And this is something that I am wholeheartedly behind canceling. Because I watch these things. Some guy that the Sixers just signed actually won it. His name is Matt McClung. He won the slam dunk contest for this epic dunk where he jumped over a guy. Um, there are no more dunks. They've already been done. Um, Dominique Wilkins and Michael Jordan canceled that shit in the 80s. So <laughs> please, NBA, stop doing the slam dunk contest because all it is now is people jumping over people or wearing a costume or a prop or, you know, putting a cape it's, on. It's, just, it's, it's, it's become the carrot top of sports. It's become the Gallagher slam dunk contest. Someone should yeah, jump over a shark tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're jumping the shark. Yep. <laughs> jump, um, jump the shark slam dunk. That didn't run like the way it did in my head. It's still good. It's still good. Very good. Very Thank good. You. I'm a big uh, fan of of sports, and Dominique Wilkins is my favorite all-time player. Um, Dominique Wilkins broke the dunk. Nobody else should ever try it again. So cancel that shit. Make this be the last one. NBA Slam Dunk Contest. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Um Matt, I know you brewed something. I'm always something. brewing something. <laughs> I actually had do? I had my first win of the season this year. Woohoo! Yep, it was inter interclub contest. Um, it was all it was Irish or Scottish ales, and I I came in first. And I I'll tell the story quick. I made one beer for it that I didn't like, 
So I made it again really quick, which is usually a bad idea, but it turned out really well. And the the motivation I did it, and it's the greatest motion, motivation in the world, is to shut someone the fuck up. <laughs> because the club that I used to brew for, I'm still a member, but I don't brew for them competitively this season at least. I may go back. For no reason, it's like just having a nice night, having a couple beers, talk about me brewing for this other club for no reason that prompted whatsoever this guy decided to say well i know you're a pretty good brewer at this club but that club is all competitive brewing so you might be a little in over your head this season oh god yep. so now first competition of the year for this club and i won and i made sure that guy that showed up on his goddamn facebook feed this week hell yeah yep you should you should make a beer called a bag of dicks yeah. and make him drink it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Congratulations, uh, Matt. Thank you. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Thank man. you. Thank you very much. Um, what do you? What was the prize? Did they give no, out? Like it's, a, it's just like a, a point. Prize? It's, a, it's a point thing. It, it goes the entire season. We have points for winning in the interclub competition. You have points for winning in the circuit, and then you have points for winning outside the circuit. And they're different level points, and it's all adds up to the brewer, club brewer of the year. And there's a big mash paddle that has the previous brewers of the year's names and little plaques on it. So that's that's yeah. what everyone's goal is kind of. But their sights are set on with these things. It's like the Stanley Cup. Yeah, you put your name yeah sort on. of. Yeah, yeah. That's a good comparison, yeah. actually. Congratulations. Thank you. Fuck that guy. Vengeal. What's his name? <laughs> I'm not going to say. Not that he'd ever his, listen to this or know what a podcast is or has a <laughs> smart device, but. What's his social security number? What are, what are, <laughs> tell, tell us everything. Where does he live? What time is he home from work? <laughs> Most of these I don't know. Well, he's in the club I left, so there's a pretty good chance that he's retired. Mm-hmm. Because retired from was, being a dick. No, he's not. No, he's not retired from being a dick. Yeah, that's a lifelong fucking. What's a dick? Always a dick. Yeah. Now I just Go. pushed him out of my life like a shit rolling down sign steps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tim. Yes. I was going to mention this, but I don't want to fight with you. Okay, so I'll ask you something else. Was, was, was it Ant Man related? Yeah, because people ask me what have I seen. I will say I've seen Ant-Man. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I think it was it was a good time. And you saw it, and you didn't like it at all. Now, I don't care. I do not think it's a good movie. I do oh. not think it's a good movie. Ant-Man is not a good movie. You saw it twice. It's fun. What did you expect? I saw it twice, just to make sure it was a bad movie. I could have saw Magic Mike, but oh. no. You you chose wisely then if you don't want to. Ugh, God, that was a piece I of shit. I could have saw the new Liam Neeson movie replaced the detective, but no. I went and saw Ant Man again. Well, all right. Well, yeah, no, what did you I, do? I, what what, did what I music do? did you hear? What did you? Was there a Bane drove five hours for? <laughs> I uh, well, this was this is going back a couple weeks, uh, but I went to the the winter dance party at the Surf Ballroom in Clear Lake, Iowa, at the beginning of the month. Nice. And what that is, it's the the surf ballroom is where Buddy Holly played his last concert, and then he got in the plane crash immediately after the show. And uh, they every year at the first weekend of February they do a, a basically a Buddy Holly fest, and so it's three three nights of concerts. And I went, I've, this is the fourth year I've gone. It's awesome. It's it's a lot of fun. It's cold as a colder than we just did out there. Uh, in in Iowa, but uh, it was awesome. It was it was had like Bill Haley Jr. and 
Slim Jim Phantom from the Stray Cats was there. And I thought he was dead, but Gary U.S. Bonds showed up. So, yeah. <laughs> it was, Richard Belzer. <laughs> Afterwards, Belzer gets on a plane. And that lady, they flashed fuel. She was there. Yeah. But, uh, no, it was, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I met up with some friends uh, who came out, too, and we... Just spent spent the weekend going to shows and driving around Minnesota and Iowa. You know, I went to the John Deere factory and the Spam Museum. I go every year, and I spent a couple of days up in Minneapolis. I thought you were going to say you spent a couple of days in the Spam Museum. I'm no. like, damn, how big is this thing? <laughs> I've been it's to the like Spam the Museum every every time I've gone. I've gone to the Spam Museum. The yeah, Smith Spamium. <laughs> Apparently, they were at the Spam Museum. They were having like I guess a shareholders meeting. For Hormel, who's an American <laughs> company. That's awesome. And but they were giving them all these like boxes, these like special shareholder boxes. I was like, I want one of those boxes. Oh geez. I just picture I the one. biggest shareholders of Hormel all dressed like Boss Hog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna do about them Duke boys? <laughs> but uh yeah, no, it's 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 a lot of fun. Uh oh uh yeah, for spam, we 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 got we got up, we got we we drove out to Blue Earth, Minnesota, which has a, a sixty foot tall uh, green giant because that's that's where the green giant oh, okay. uh, canning facility is, and then we drove over to the spam museum and then to the concert that night. I've seen that green giant statue, but I didn't realize where it was. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably like an hour and change out of Minneapolis. Okay. Yeah. You drove but, an hour to see this thing? Well, I mean, I flew into Minneapolis, but I had to he drive flew down to first. <laughs> so I had to fly fly down to, or I had to fly into Minneapolis and drove down to uh, Clear Lake, which is about 130 miles. And then one day, I just, you know, you're just finding stuff to do during the day. So we, we drove up to uh, Blue Earth. We went out to Britt, Iowa, which is where the there's a hobo. Hobo Cemetery and uh, stuff out there. They have a, they have a hobo festival there in the warmer months, but you can go to the visit the cemetery and see like you know Railroad Lil. You know these graves <laughs> for these dead hobos. They don't even have the real names on there. It's just like you know, uh, you know Boxcar Benny, Tim. that kind of stuff. And Bindle Brian. Yeah, <laughs> Tim, you <laughs> you lead a life. <laughs> <laughs> I figure if you're going to go places, see what's available. Like, like I, our friend Steve tells me, he's like, Tim, when you travel, you travel right. Like, I get up in the morning, and I'm like, boom, boom, boom. Like, when Steve and I went to Vegas, it was like nonstop. Like, boom, 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 boom. You should have a show. I mean, this should be a thing. Tim like, travels. I don't want. Yeah. I don't want to see Anthony Bourdain. I want to see Tim and the and the funky shit that he gets into. <laughs> I did go into uh, what is it the uh, the Alien Brothel there in, in uh, Nevada. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, I didn't a brothel. No, no, no. Why is it? Did you say an alien brothel? Yeah, it was just like it was like an alien theme. It was called like uh, something like the Alien Area Fifty One Cat House or something. Okay. Oh my god! I, I went there with Steve. Time. I went. I went there with Steve, and uh, went in and got the tour. I mean, I couldn't afford any of the stuff on their menu, but I don't think I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I was like, I was like, wow! I was like, that's really expensive. The the I remember I didn't realize it was customary to tip. The tour guide. So afterwards, I was like, "Oh shit! I didn't tip 
I didn't tip the the maison. So you're talking menu. Or you're talking about menu sex acts. Yes. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not to give the place a commercial, but what's the cheapest thing on the menu? How much? It seemed it seemed to me like if you wanted to have any fun at all, you would need to drop at least three to four hundred dollars. Okay. Wow. All right. I mean, she, I, just she, know how she, much I mean, to take with me. I was going to say that pause was definitely Dave <laughs> contemplating. Just right. check an account right now. How much do I have? Okay, two hundred, yeah. three hundred, four hundred. Okay. She didn't. She didn't mention dollar, do, like specific dollar amounts. She basically said, "Well, you know, we would discuss, you know, what you what you'd like to do. Oh, it's negotiable." Yeah, but I and I was like, "Should I?" Was ask? Like, well, well, it, it, and it's she kind of she kind of said, well, you know, it's generally, you know, was starting is around five hundred dollars, four hundred five dollars. I'm like, oh, well, that's a lot more than I got on me now, man. Mm. I've had, but I, Do I you have I, a coupon. I I, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I remember uh, coming home. Do you have and a rope on? Rope on, yeah, <laughs> yeah, boy. I remember after I came home, I, I realized my faux pas of not tipping, and she had like an Amazon wish list that she was. I guess she's a big sci-fi fan, and she like I sent I I sent her from Amazon with a little apology saying I didn't realize I was supposed to tip an an alien lunchbox. <laughs> oh my god, her. Tim! Tim went you, all out. You mean after you were gone, you were after already he left. Off the hook, you bought this stranger something? Yeah, it was like a $15 lunchbox off of $15? Amazon. $15? That could have yeah. got you a hand job or something. No. Nah. Nah. I'll pay a little more than that. But no, I, I, we follow each other on Facebook, me and this, uh, <laughs> this, this particular. <laughs> this is getting better. What the hell, Pierre Robert? I want to know about this shit. And Tim's going to deny it. I have a feeling something happened. No. Steve Steve was there. And, Steve, uh, you said he was <laughs> Steve uh, Steve walked into the walked uh, the, the building. He he walked into the he walked into the I guess the the foyer the, the 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 common area, and they went to get our tour guide. And Steve was like, um, "I'm I'm going to wait outside." I'm like, "Okay." Well, gentlemen, if you want to see what's on the menu, go to aliencathouse.com and you can see <laughs> what's is. on the menu. I'm not kidding, and you can see it in all its glory. You know what? Stop the show. <laughs> Hold on. Alien cat house. All of us get very quiet. I don't know that I have. Yeah, I don't know if anything on here is worth three or $400, but. What did you say? It was they, alien what, Matt? Aliencathouse.com. Does Jillian wow. Anderson work there? Jillian Anderson. Oh, I thought you were talking about the chick from Fattest Loser. <laughs> no. I'm looking to see if my co- cosmic kitten that, that gave me the tour is, is on here still. Tim, you made a connection. I like it. And you're friends with her on Facebook? Well, we're not friends, but we've, uh, we're on, we follow each other on Instagram. Does uh, she ever like, uh, no, like any of your things? Yeah, every once in a while. Yeah. Tim, it tells uh, you who's there and who's not that's there. That's what I'm saying. And make sure you click on at least one of them. I'm if I'm not right, all man. of them. Gonna, I'm, I'm almost through. You don't got to tell me twice. The name of Tim's book is going to be I've led a life. <laughs> Unlike oh, yeah. any other. Yeah, there's some um there's some pictures here. Yes. I was quite surprised. <laughs> For the record, that. that my my tour guide is not listed here. 
Tim gets all defensive of the yeah, right? protector. No He's protective of her. You know what? I just found a picture of Tim. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I just found a picture of that lady from the Fuel concert. <laughs> Holy shit. This, this episode went deep. Deep in. Went $300 deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that the end? Should we wrap it up after that? Darn, that's the end. Do we need? Oh, do we all need a cigarette now after this? <laughs> <laughs> I had a cold shower. <laughs> well, Tim, thank you. Um, you good citizen, telling us about Pierre Robert. It was. It's. It's. He's a good dude. He's. he's great a day in the morning. It was a great yeah. day in the morning. It was a great episode in the morning. And I guess you know. Well, once again, from our galaxy to yours, you know. Tune in next time when we go somewhere else. Maybe it'll be the um the place Tim was just at. Cat house. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna wonder why they have a spike in traffic all of a sudden. Damn. Thanks for listening to Swick Presents Outside the Galaxy. Outside the Galaxy is a Neozaz.com production. For more great content and original productions, please visit Neozaz.com. Neozaz.com and Swick Presents Outside the Galaxy is proudly 100% listener supported. To learn how you can help support the work done by Neozaz.com and get access to exclusive content, please visit patreon.com slash Neozaz. To help support the show for free, please consider taking a couple minutes to leave a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you download this podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.